Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Matt Starks. Maximum football. Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Matt Starks. We're back on Wolf and Luke. You heard the intro. I don't think it needs another one. I think it was handled artfully and skillfully right there with the taped guys. The big man. The big man himself. The pride of Gainesville. (laughs) (laughs) The pillar of Pittsburgh, Max Starks. What's going on, Maxi? I'm doing good, Tim. Good to see you again and actually in person versus the virtual version that we had for Fiesta Bowl Media Days. Max and I hosted Fiesta Bowl Media Day, Wolf, or so I thought (laughs) that was supposed to happen. Why do you say most? We hosted most of Fiesta Bowl Media Day together. What happened at Fiesta Bowl Media Day? I mean, what, yeah, yeah. What what happened? I, I mean, I actually don't remember because I was knocked uh, out. I can give the cl- I can give the cliff notes now. So we did an hour show about TCU, and we took a little break. And we came back great. and did an had hour. Great yeah. show. TCU okay. was great. So and usually teams come right after. For a full disclosure, right? They right. come right after. So you get back one, to back, back to you back, get the yes. other one. Yeah, that makes sense. That's normal. Yeah. But Jimmy, Jimmy Harbaugh wanted to go at noon. So we had like a two and a half hour break in between our TCU hour show and our Michigan hour show. Oh, my goodness. So Max okay. and I had a lot of time to fill once the show started. So you you had a super busy week, did you not, Max? I, I, I did. And what was funny was because Harbaugh moved... His media day back, I was like, I got to rush to the airport. My flight was at 2 p.m. Okay. So if he starts at 1230, he's not ending until about 130. My flight leaves at 207. You're going to be right. So I was like, well, I can only go till 1255. Okay. You know, on the show. You have to leave. Yeah, have to leave. And so, and we were going back live at noon. So it was a two hour gap. So I was like, okay. So I was like, you know what? I have a two-hour gap. Let me run home because I left some stuff at the house. Right, okay. Because I was because I wasn't going to be able to go home until Tuesday. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so this is a Thursday. We're going to be back home in my house until Tuesday. I was like, two hours. Okay, I can run home, come back. I do that. Yeah, we still have thirty minutes. I'm back at like eleven twenty-five. Okay, for the I'm Michigan like, show. We are Michigan. We've show. already done the TCU show. TCU's in the can. We've already done that one. So I'm like, I could go sit in this ballroom for thirty-five minutes because Tim's not in there. Right. Tim, Tim's okay. at, Tim's at Bitfire. I'm in a studio. So it's it would have been literally just me, and then Sarah Sarah was getting lunch. Okay. So I would have just been sitting at this desk with the other people that I don't know staring at me or ignoring me, one of the two. Um, I was like, I'm just going to sit in my car. I'm like, I'm going to turn on, turn on some SXM. I'm going to listen to what's what's going on, and I'm going to take a nap. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, the eyes get the eyes get heavy, and then, well, oh no, gone, gone. no, one hour, well, a thirty minute nap turned to 
to a 45-minute nap, and the Michigan show began. Where the hell's Max? So, wait a minute. So, Tim, you're up there live <laughs> on television for 15 minutes by himself. <laughs> we, have, we have 15 minutes Fifteen minutes to, to fill time before Harbaugh, Harbaugh oh, takes the podium. No commercial breaks also. So we, oh, no. We have all this video and graphics and stats. Right? Max and I are going to go back and forth, right? Yeah. No, Max. Now, whoa. Yeah. Now, okay. there's, there's no plan B for Max sleeping in his car. Yeah. So it was like the red light came on, and I just talked for, and then Harbaugh was late. Yeah. I talked for 17 minutes straight <laughs> about TCU and Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how hard that is right now if you're driving around? Just stop and listen to this. Do you know how hard that is to do? To talk for 17 straight minutes. Yes. <laughs> to ask and answer oh your own questions. <laughs> right. No other no other repartee. I was I was I was a bad co-host in that moment because <laughs> I was you know I, I, I was, could see that happening though. I mean with your schedule it had to be absolutely yeah. not. Nice. So and and I was up that morning. I didn't go to bed till two because I was packing for all of my trips and getting all my boards together because that was a stretch where I had five games in seven days. So I had a, and I knew I wasn't going to be back home till Tuesday. So it's like once I leave for this Fiesta Bowl show, like, well, I have to have everything. It was, it was <laughs> real quick before we get to Sean Payton here. It was funny because Max showed up in the middle of the show. And they really wanted to hear Max's expertise on the game, <laughs> yeah. so they're like, "Let's just let's just talk about the game some more." I'm like, "I just talked about it for 17 straight minutes. I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. It's not my fault. Max was sleeping in his car. Yeah. Now I got to do the whole damn show over again. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next topic. <laughs> wow. Oh man, all's well that ends well. And yeah. we ended up doing a, it. Was it was That's actually a great story. Real dudes. quick, it was the first time Fiesta Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl has done something like that. A media day show was streamed obviously globally of course yeah um and i think they're going to do it again because even yeah. though the, the one snafu happened there with <laughs> michigan and max uh it was still a really cool experience and i think yeah. the festival was really happy with the ultimate uh, product max let's get right to it yes john payton talking about kyler murray on the colin coward show what he would do with kyler putting him under center your thoughts on sean payton and how realistic it is that he ends up here or that he's a candidate here, what Mike Bidwell might be thinking of him. Is it a good fit? Go. All right. Well, I think with Sean Payton, I mean, I think he'd be a great fit in just about any team in the NFL, right? I think he he's one of those guys. He's plug and play. And he whatever the situation is, he will make the best out of that situation. Um, you know, I don't want to go on the record saying, he, oh, he's a quarterback whisperer, but he is an offensive genius. Mm-hmm. And he is one that has proven it on the pro level. Let's make sure, because we've heard the word genius and offenses thrown around a lot. <laughs> and it's like, it's unfounded. I remember when Chip Kelly was this offensive genius, and now he's at UCLA. And he's been there in obscurity for the last seven years. Um, you know, I think for Sean Payton, for him to take that sabbatical year from the Saints, it's obviously... What do the Saints need that another team has to offer them? That's what's really going to be the intriguing thing. Because I think Sean Payton fits here. I think he fits with any scheme or system. And he can work with just about any personnel. Mm. Um, 
The problem is, is the Saints. That that that's that's the that's the big elephant in the room. That's the one where how much are they going to command to release him from his contract um, and his contract? Because they also they don't have the best coaching situation right now in New Orleans with Dennis Allen. So it's and the like, rumors too. The rumors yeah. out there are he might go back to. Coach the Saints? Or yeah. What about the rumors? Vegas Come- says that's number three. The number three. The odds. The yeah. Saints are number three. And if the if the Denver Broncos, I mean, I'm not saying Sean Payton can be bought, but if somebody throws $20 million a year at you, I don't care what you think of Russell Wilson. You're thinking about taking that job, right? Yeah. And also, what what are the Broncos going to have to give up in that process? Now, I know, listen, when you have Walmart money, you don't really think about what those odds are. But in the NFL world, it's a lot different than the business world. Those draft picks are the difference between obscurity and going from worst to first in a heartbeat. Just ask the Jacksonville Jaguars that who are playing this weekend. Right? You need those resources. And the Broncos... And the Cardinals are both going to have high draft picks to be able to do some things. So I'm sure New Orleans is like, well, if you want him, because we technically need him, uh, you're going to have to give us something. You're yeah. going to have to give us some picks yeah. in this I, process. I have to ask you this right now, quickly. Number three pick overall in the draft. Yes. What if that's it? You going to do it? Will Anderson, Sean Payton. Will Anderson, Sean Payton. Sorry, Sean. I need Will Anderson. I need Whoa, a pass rusher. I said the wow. same thing. I need a pass rusher. I need a pass well, rusher. Yeah, you understand that, but you, you're and you lost J.J. Watt. And, and you already didn't have another one. Your quarterback. Once again, I can go find some other guys I that can fix them for, le- for okay. less than the third round pick. Okay. I can find some other ones. All right. All right. You're talking me off that ledge. Okay, yes. Because I'm better. Sean Payton is not the end all be all. Okay. All right. He's one of many. We'll see. Plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> well, wait a minute now. Uh, exactly. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Now. Okay. Good. <laughs> yes, I feel better. All right, let's hit a right break. Hey, let's hit the pressure points. We got we got a whole hour with Max. Everybody, sit tight. We'll get to all this stuff. We're gonna talk to Max about uh, the postseason, Super Bowl, Wild Card weekend, ready to roll uh, coming up this weekend, beginning on Saturday. What does Max think about the teams that could make some noise? Perhaps, maybe not the obvious answers there. Coming up, Wolf and Luke, Tim and for Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Arizona Sports. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, we are back. It is Maximum Football. Tim Ring in for Luke Lipinski. Wolf is here, of course. Max Starks, two-time Super Bowl champ here as well. Max, we can get back into the champagne thing in a little bit if we want, but Super Wild Card Weekend is upon us. Yes. Two games Saturday, three games on Sunday. Then Tommy Brady goes at Dak Prescott and the, and the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, the lone Monday night game. So there you go. You got you got the lowdown here. It's you know Seattle and San Francisco and the Chargers and Jags on Saturday. Finns, Bills, Sunday, Giants, Vikings, and then the nightcap, Ravens, Bengals. So you look at Super Bowl or Super Wild Card Weekend as these teams pursue a Super Bowl. What are your opening thoughts on what we're about to see go down? Rematches. 
rematches, 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 and rubber matches. That that's all I see in this. Is is one of the I think the, one of uh, two times in the last like ten years where you've literally had rematches all Wild Card Weekend. Every team has played each other at some point in the season, and mm. a couple of them are division rivals playing for a third time uh, against each other, which I think is uh, it's crazy. When you think about that, I mean, I was a part of that back in '09 when we played when we played the Ravens. I was that in '05 when we played the Bengals. So I'm used to the rubber matches, but it's crazy when you think every team has seen each other that's going to see each other in the first round of these playoffs, and that that's pretty wild to me. And I think that's probably the first thing is there's familiarity. There's no we haven't seen these guys. We don't know who they are. Right? It's not you're getting a random team against each other these all have played against each other they all have a history and they have yeah. footage on each other which i think will be interesting when they match up again so, so you, to me it just blows my mind because of course you have to have a quarterback to win the super bowl you have yeah. to have a quarterback you have to have a that's all we hear this is a quarterback this is a passing league you have to have a quarterback to win the super bowl or do you, San Francisco? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, right now, where you look at the Buccaneers, it's Tom Brady. Look, everybody, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, that, Who that, that's do you not give? light. Yes. That's not a light phrase. No, that isn't. <laughs> yeah. That isn't right there. And not, I look at the San Francisco 49ers and how loaded they are on that roster on both sides of the ball, except for quarterback. Where do you? But yet he come? hasn't lost. I know. Yeah. I, and he's played well. <laughs> and he's played well on top of this. So where do you yeah. put all that? Max? I, I, th- I think when I look at it, experience overall matters. Um, you're getting. You're not getting the 21 year old <laughs> one year starter, and he just happened to luck into this position, right? I mean, Brock Purdy cut his teeth in college football in the Big 12 a long time. for a very long time. Um, and I think he's he comes in more mature than the average rookie. But, I mean, that defense is just so suffocating. I mean, it's not even fair. I mean, I, mean, I couldn't even create a better dynasty team on Madden. A video game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I got to put all creative players, it would probably look like the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, that's where they are defensive. And then offensively, you throw that big hulking offensive line and a run game in there with it. And then you have tough receivers and a tight end. Not just a tight end. For me, he's the best tight end in the game. Yeah, I, I... Top two. I'll give you top two. One of the two. Well, one of the top for me, two. Okay, who's the other one? Kelsey. Kelsey. Well, okay, but see, I, I look at Travis Kelsey and I see a wide receiver. He's an offensive weapon. He is not a wide receiver. <laughs> no, but I know that. I know that. He but is the I ultimate see weapon. George yes. Kittle is a true stud weapon tight X. end. <laughs> a true stud tight end. He's a true Y. Yes. To me, that is a tight end. Somebody who can block as well as receive. George Kittle, I think, is the best. But you don't need to block when you're Travis Kelsey. Well, you know. Because, so. because guess what? One, I, one less guy is going to rush if Travis Kelsey runs a route. But I can't <laughs> sit here and evaluate you. Okay. All he does, is, ca- all he does is catch touchdowns. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's a modern Chris Carter. All he does is yeah, catch yeah, touchdowns. Exactly. I, I, he's I'm a here, wide receiver. I'm here for the touchdowns and the celebrations, guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, but I, I will give you this. I think George Kittle, like you said, I think he's top two. Right? I mean, you could argue 1A, 1B. We're splitting hairs. However, we're splitting hairs about it. But No, no we're not. No, because the essence of the game is about knocking somebody's face off. 
off. George Kittle knocks somebody's face off. Travis Kelsey in, just kind of in plays the days of yore. Just say the days of yore. Yes, that's how it is. No, just like we see, have random fullbacks wrong. that are very. It, 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 it's it's antiquated because look at the tight ends in today's league. Outside of George Kittle, who else? You're either a blocking no, or no. receiving tight end. No, there's there's who? other guys who? in the league that who? are actually doing it. Some who? young guys that are Mark Andrews right is not now. that guy. T.J. Hawkinson is not that guy. Who, who, who else? Let me, is let me the just top tell one? you right yeah. now that it's changing. <laughs> Evan, Evan, no, Evan no. Ingram is this not is that what, guy. You don't think? Listen, the the pendulum swung all the way to the right. Yes. As far as the new age offense. Max, yeah. it's coming back to the middle. It's in the middle, as well, a matter of fact, right now. Oh, it it's will be. It's a blending in the of the, oh, yeah. man. And once again, I mean, but what are you when asking you get the away from the essence do? of the game, when you get it, when you forget about it, you're host. That's the way I think. Unless Physical you're the, teams. Unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, I'll give you the Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the. That, 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 that's the one exception. Okay. That's I, the I, one exception. That's you, where Travis Kelsey plays. T- okay, yes, but he's not. But he's still not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. That's what he is. No, he he's too. Does big. it he's matter? Too big. He's a mismatch. He is a mismatch. Yeah, it doesn't matter that's if you call is. him a tight end or a wide receiver. That's it, what it, he does. It doesn't. He gets paid as a tight end. He, he, he has eighty-seven number. He goes in line. He goes split motion. I mean, you know, yes, he does not pancake people like George Kittle does. My goodness. <laughs> but anyhow. I give you five more years before you see that pendulum swinging back. Five more. Yeah. I, 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 listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love it. And it's it's the repartee that I, that yes, I, that I feast in. But um, when you look at what San Francisco is, they are a team that's built and they don't need the quarterback to be that guy because they have every other piece in place. And it's literally a plug-and-play type of position. Hence, why San Francisco felt so comfortable to let Jimmy G walk and they were going to insert Trey Lance in the same position. So, I think San Francisco is one of those teams where they go as far as they want to go mm-hmm. as a team. A quarterback, you're asking him to probably make about four winning throws a game in that Man. situation, in that system. And it's probably going to be good enough until you see Philly. And that's that, where it will be. That's where I, I would, you would, took the words out of my mouth. What about Brock Purdy on the road in the NFC Championship game in cold, loud, nasty, mean Philadelphia playing in that environment? Forget the whole third string thing, just as, as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, that's that ain't easy, brother. It it ain't easy, and the guy he's going against on the other side is ice water. I mean, Jalen Hurts has ice water in his veins. Mm. Him and Joe Burrow um, are just two that are just ice cold, that it does not matter what you throw in front of them, they don't flinch. I feel like Josh Allen flinches at times, and so that's why I don't put him up there, but those two, those two are guys who have won. coming into this season, though, i got to I'll tell you right now, Jalen Hurts was the question mark to me for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was the question mark, right? Yeah. Was, there's no way. I, I, in fact, I, I thought Jalen Hurts was going to struggle a little bit early. This I, I never saw him play the way that he did. He played so well for them. No. So right now, when you watch him, you think he's also got that something, something about him. He was, it was more than well, Wolf. I, I'll throw this. Oh, yeah, I'll throw yeah. this at you. I, I, I taught. Historic through twelve weeks. Now he, he tailed off because he, he was hurt. But through twelve weeks, statistically, no quarterback had ever had a better offensive.
offensive season in totality than Jalen Hurts mm. in the history of the National Football League. Yeah. Not only were they unbeaten, but through 12 weeks, he was putting up the best statistical season offensively yeah. than any quarterback in history. That's how good he was this year. And for me... I loved him coming out of college because I watched him as a true freshman at Alabama all the way to the graduate super senior, however you want to call it, at Oklahoma. The kid, the kid was just unflinchable and unflappable, and that's why I loved him Man. the entire time. So I was rooting for him the entire time. They were my dark horse at the beginning of this season was Philadelphia. Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale, and you can head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. What were Max's thoughts on the national championship game. We'll ask the two-time Super Bowl champ in maximum football next. Max, just don't go to your car before we talk TCU. Okay? No. Just the bathroom. (laughs) No closing your eyes. Just a quick cat nap. Wolf and Luke. Tim and for Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Max starts. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right, Tim Ray and Ron Wolfley back. Wolf and Luke here on a Wednesday. It's Maximum Football with Max Starks. You know, we teased Max about don't... Don't go away and fall asleep in your car. Guess what? The segment's underway. No way, man. And he's not here. His Max is sleeping in his car he's right now. He's sleeping in his car If again. anybody sees Max, um, wake him up, please, will you? <laughs> that is so funny. Max Starks sleeping in his car. Again. We want to talk about what? The national championship game? You better believe it, man. If Max were here, I would ask him about it. Oh, look at he. he the, look what the cat dragged in. We were worried you As were my actually mother used asleep to say. in the car once again, Max. You okay? I was not. Actually, I was going to get a uh, refreshing oh, energy oh. drink to make sure that I stayed awake and I did not go to my car. <laughs> Max, I think uh, that national championship game, we can praise Georgia uh, effusively, as we should. We all wanted to see a competitive game. Certainly not that. Yeah. I mean, credit Georgia, the moment too big for TCU, just one of those nights, because I thought TCU would at least be moderately competitive after they they showed out against Michigan, but that was uh that was a that was a rough night. For for viewers, everybody right. but the Georgia faithful. Yeah, everybody but <laughs> Bulldogs fans and SEC fans everywhere. Um this is the difference between getting three weeks preparation for a team versus one week back to back. That's that's what I felt like was a difference. I mean, TCU for everything they did great in the Fiesta Bowl out here, um, New Year's Eve was everything you hope would not happen and kind of what you thought was going to happen against Michigan happened against Georgia. And that's where the difference in recruiting comes in. <laughs> stars matter. Yeah, stars, stars, matter. stars matter and body composition matters. Uh, yeah. And the line the, of scrimmage. The line of scrimmage was humongous compared to not as humongous. And you saw a Georgia team that even though they weren't last year's Monstar squad. No. Oh, can you imagine if that oh, oh, it would. We wouldn't even have, I mean, TCU, we'd, we'd still be checking the morgue for the bodies right now. <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah, me- metaphorically, not literally. Yes. Metaphorically. 
perfectly. Well, I'm, um, I'm watching. I'm watching Jalen Carter play and dominate, and I'm thinking to myself, not being a an astute Georgia watcher, but like, wait a second, did they had they had Jordan Davis and this dude on the defensive line last year? He was the backup. Are you kidding me? He was the backup. He he so he was a he was a rotation guy last yes. year. Yes, he was not the starter. Devontae Wyatt was the other starter opposite Jordan Davis, and a doggone good one. Oh, yeah. It. So, I mean, you had two certified dogs, and this is the leftover. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Him, him, him and Brinson. The soon-to-be number two or three pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. couldn't, get, couldn't get on the field last couldn't year. Couldn't yeah. see the field with those guys. So it was just, I mean, it was an utter domination. And Stetson Bennett, will he translate over into the NFL? I don't, I don't think so. But the kid for a college quarterback, I yeah. mean, tremendous. I mean, you're talking Tim Tebow-esque as far as just what he has done on a college stage with a college program surrounded by stars. He led the way. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't translate to Sundays, but for Saturday and that Monday night, the kid's a legend. You know, for me right now, Georgia was bent on playing this game, and they were bent on going out and playing it with desperation. And you could see it the way they went out and they played. I give Kirby Smart so much credit for that to prepare his team. Yep. You know what he was saying. You know what he was oh, preaching. There was leaked. There was leaked audio as well. No, was <laughs> yeah. there? Oh, yeah. What? Okay, oh, he great. had them fired up. Okay. I, no, I'm. Just, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying. He was telling, beware, if you don't go out there and prepare for these guys, we're going to lose, just like Michigan, right? He, he had to be. All the, the, all the time that he was preparing, they had to be screaming at their kids, you better take these guys serious. All I know is this. Georgia came out and they were focused, they were prepared, and they were ready to play a game like they were playing the best of the best of the best. Okay. And that says a lot about Kirby Smart and his staff getting them ready. It was almost a perfect offensive display. Yeah. Perfect. They were perfect. Everything was right. Everything. I mean, you, unstoppable. Yeah, you could have called. You could have called the annexation of Puerto Rico, and it would have worked. You know what I'm saying? Like you could have picked any play, and they made it work. And Brock Bowers, first of all, oh my, bona fide stud tight end. He might not be George Kittle. Might be more like Travis Kelsey. How does he block? How does he block? I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I do. My fantasy team does not care whether he can. But the guy, the guy finds the end zone. He he hit his head on the goalpost and the ground a couple of times trying to try, trying to get into the end zone, and he did successfully do that. Um, that's what I care about. This can coming I, from a tackle. You exactly. broke my heart. Today. No, I did not. You broke my heart. The job of an you offensive player Kelsey, in general is to do me, what? He Score is, one more point than the other team. You tell me. And He's win a tight end the game. You broke my heart, Fredo. <laughs> you broke my heart, Fredo. But listen, how many tight ends do you know that can take a jet sweep 75 yards for a touchdown? Yeah. Okay. Who cares? I do. That, you you should a, if you want to win. Athletes we if you want to win, if you want to win, you should care about yeah, right. if, if your tight end well, could not, do that. Yeah, but he's not playing tight end in that case. Yeah, There's not is. a lot of people out there that are giving their tight end jet sweeps, <laughs> right? Except for him. He's a wide receiver. It's called, it's called an outlier on the yeah, bell curve. Okay, good. All right. Where outlier on the tight end bell He's curve. He's not running just in the NFL either. I got news for you. Yeah, no. So, why do you, so Max Duggan, what do you think of Max and how he played? <sighs> Man, I, I, listen, I, I got to watch Max twice this year. Um, and then, of course, watching the, the kid is all heart. Um, he is a leader of men. I mean, when you talk to them, I did the interviews after the Fiesta Bowl. And to hear all of his teammates, offensive and defensive, talk about Max Duggan. The, he's the heartbeat of that squad. They would do anything for him. 
you know, the offensive line is like, I'll, I'll jump in front of a bullet for this dude, man. The way he sacrifices himself, busted elbows, out of breath. He leaves it all in the line. I love Max Duggan, and I can't wait to see him on Sundays because I think this kid is a, going from a backup. Think about the wow. wherewithal. In today's NIL transfer portal environment, both he and Stetson Bennett said, I'm jumping in the portal. For what? It's like, I'm going to stick it out. The resiliency, the grit. (laughs) And you're not the starter out the gate, and you win the job, and you win over everybody in that room. And to become a Heisman finalist, both of them, when you're talking about former backups, walk-ons in this situation, is just tremendous. And Max Duggan, you know, and what he did... Last year, I, I have to give him all the credit in the world because I watched it. I, I had the Big 12 championship game. I watched him will them into the overtime game. And literally, because of decision making, taking the ball off of the line of scrimmage on the half yard line, I would have ran sweep because I would have ran sneak three times in a row. Because guess what? That kid's not going to be denied. The kid just took you down 85 yards down the field by himself with his legs, and you hand it off. Three times to then come up a half yard short? Come on. Well, that kid's the ultimate heart, and, and I, I love him. I can't wait to see what he does at the next level because he's earned that opportunity. Max, we had two good semifinal games this year, and that was an anomaly. Usually you don't get any. But then we had the blowout, a 58-point game in the, in the championship game. When you see the way the postseason unfolds, despite the two great semifinal games this year, how does it make you feel about a 12-team playoff? Does it make you more excited that this is going to help the competitive balance and give the viewers and fans more competitive postseason football? Or is the 12-team playoff going to essentially create a funnel for Alabama and Georgia to meet in the championship game most years than not, maybe with an occasional Ohio State appearance or Clemson maybe once in a while. It just seems like it's really opening the door for the for the for the for the team with the most stars to end up in the championship game. Well I think I think early on the first two years you'll probably get that type of power vacuum. But I think what do kids care about when they're looking at schools? They care about the option and the opportunity to compete for a championship. And if I see those teams that have appearances in there, in that first round, if you're the field of 12, I'm thinking, you know what? It's going to help recruiting. Okay. Why do I want to go to Alabama and sit for three years and then get my one year? And yes, I'll accrue some rings along the way, but I won't put my hand in the pile, really. Whereas if I can go here, oh, wait a second. Yeah. If I can go to Tennessee, yep. if I can go to Michigan, if I can go to insert random Big 12 name here, I'm going to try and do that. Yep. If I can go to Oregon or Washington and sneak in, it's not just USC who will then be Big 12 by then. Uh, I'm sorry, we'll Big be Ten. Big 10 by Big then. Ten, yep. um, I can go to these other schools and these other conferences and... I can get there a lot easier. I think that's what it's going to create. I think you are going to create more division of wealth of those stars, and it won't be as concise because it's not just two teams or four teams that I have to feed to or else I don't get any recognition. Now I've widened the field, and now I can cast the net in a bunch of different places and possibly be a star and get more NIL money at the other schools because the other ones are already saturated. Right. I I worry about the teams that are seated 3 through 12 having enough to – you can win a game. TCU proved that you can, win, but to win 
multiple games. Or just knock off the big dog. Yeah. Or you knock off the big dog early. Hey, listen, every but they team, have But they have buys. I mean, there's I'd just, rather they have a chance than yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to just say, hey, I got on this stage. Be Oklahoma for a couple of years and then just amass the stars, right? We make it. You get blown out. Oh, well. But I'm getting to that game. You're going to get bodies and you're going to get Heisman yep. Trophy finalists. All right, guys. Let's jump back into the Cardinals after the break. The future of D-Hop. Maximum football continues next. Wolf and Luke. Tim ring in for Luke Lipinski. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum football. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. All right, one more segment of Maximum Football. Max Starks pulling up a chair in studio. Tim Ring, Ron Wolfley, good to be with you guys here on a Wednesday. Max, let me just get right to you with this DeAndre Hopkins stuff. It can obviously go quite a few different directions. We don't know if he's going to be back next year. May want to trade. Cardinals may want to trade him. So let me just give you a real easy one. Your perspective right now on where the Cardinals are at with Hopkins and where you think Hopkins may be at with the Cardinals. I, I think this may have run its course. I only say that because you look at the beginning of this year, obviously missing time, which forced the Cardinals to then trade for Marquise Brown, a la also trying to placate to Kyler. Now you get through the season, and there are moments on the sideline. There's fractures in the communication. There's coming in between said quarterback and former head coach in moments. I think that if if it's me and, I, and I'm coming in with a new head coach, I'm coming in with a new GM, I'm trying to do a fresh start, this is one of those things I don't want the lingering effects. Yeah. And then now you're going to have a, a, a Kyler Murray who's going to come in mid to late season Potentially, with his recovery. Well, let's hope not. It's well, September is when I'm thinking of. It could be more like October. Yeah, right. that, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's, it's an ACL for a guy who yeah. uses his legs for a living. Right. It's going to be a little bit different than me, who yes. my ACL, it took me exactly hey, nine months. We're telling you to get out there anyways. <laughs> yeah, okay? exactly. exactly. You. Hey, put a brace on it, throw some <laughs> bubble right. gum on it, you'll be fine. Tape, yes, it, Max. tape it up and go. Right. right up, please. Tiger Balm and a Toradol shot, son. Get out there. <laughs> Take the door. Yeah, yeah. No, but so I think that's where if you want to create less cloudiness, that's the best for all parties um, involved in this process. And I think that's where I think it most likely goes. Whether it's him, whether it's the organization, I think for both of them, clean break is probably the best solution. Yeah, you know, for me right now, I just look at DeAndre Hopkins, and this is a guy that can still play. That's it's undeniable. He's thirty years the value. old. Value the value is there, and you know, there are going to be some teams, teams that think, man, we're close, we're 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 close. Um, we need, we need a wide receiver. Footsteps. That's what we need. We're on the footsteps. Exactly right. And we're going to pick up the phone and call. I think the Cardinals are going to get a lot of calls on DeAndre Hopkins. And there's value in there's those value calls. There. Yes, there is. Max, there's value there. Look at it this way. If the Ravens can find somebody to give up a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown, 
yeah. the Cardinals huh. should be able to find somebody go? <laughs> to yeah. give up a first-round pick. <laughs> and not that he wouldn't be dumb. I'm just kind of kidding. But like, if, if seriously, if there's a team out there willing to give up a number one for Hollywood, there should be another team out there willing to give up a number one for DeAndre I, You know, Hopkins. I don't know if you're going to get that, though, at 30 years of age. It's just a completely and the contract. dynamic. And the yes, contract, I get it. it. There is. But I, there's plenty of day two. Yeah, I know. Plenty of day two. I know. And what exactly could you possibly get for D? hop i don't know but i guarantee you all i need are two phone calls okay three or more is beautiful (laughs) and then now you're knocking at the end of the first round if you have three competitive buyers in that and i'd say hello giants Hello, New York Giants. Hello, well, that's, guys. That's not a bad. That's not a bad. That's idea. not a bad spot. I look at it this way: they may not be able to get a first round pick, but that's where they should start. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. I mean, let's start oh, with yeah. that, right? Yeah, and, of course. And, and if you can get if you can get something like that, whether yeah. it's next year or, or this year, yeah, you float you float a trigger. You, yeah, you float a first around there, and then if you land with two twos or a two and a three, you're still hauling in positive stuff in day two, especially given that you know that Miami is already down one in the first round. So there's only 31 picks in that first round. So now even more value comes in as you look at at, at that second round and that third round. Yeah, and you know how it goes with coaches and head coaches as well, the hirings and the firings, man. Whatever you fired, you typically go exactly the opposite. Yes. That's what you do. So you know that there's probably, most likely, going to be some head coach that comes in as the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals and he's got a strong strong culture He's got a strong belief as to how we're going to play the game of football, what we're going to do, how we're going to go about our business. This is who we are, and that means we're going to practice, and we're not going to have a walkthrough on Wednesday anymore. We're actually going to practice. That's what I see happening, and if that's the case, D-Hop and his policy of not practicing. We talk much. about practice, coach. Yeah, exactly. We talk about practice. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that also would weigh into this. Yeah, that would be that would be a direct conflict, right? And something that you could avoid in the interviewing process if you're Michael Bidwell and whoever else he has in that room. Like, right? Okay, I got a guy that's not going to fit into this. So, all right, let's go ahead and let's open up the phone lines to caller number seven. You know, I, tell them what they want, Johnny. Exactly, and I think if, and especially if you can get more pieces in yep. the draft that bolsters that new coach's position to go get his guys, that's that's going to be a win win for everybody involved. Um, but that's why that's where I think I, I don't think D Hop is a Cardinal next year. Well, you know it's interesting the the days of D Hop don't miss games those days are over and he's played in nineteen games. I know the last two seasons. So when, when they got him, he he had only missed two games in his career. When they made the trade, and they only traded what a third round pick and a second, a second, second, and David Johnson. No, it was great. It was a great trade. Yeah, exactly. Second round pick and pretty much a box of donuts. So that's good. (laughs) You don't have any, do you? (laughs) No, I I wish I did. (laughs) Craig ate them all. (laughs) (laughs) He would. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's interesting though. Before we hit the break, Max Wolf is talking a lot about culture and about a new coach coming in here and saying we're going to do it this way now. Uh, What what happened before? 
before that that's not playing here under my regime. No fruit cups and, uh, and, and orange, sit downs. Orange, orange slices at, uh, at training camp. <laughs> uh, you know, and, but maybe and maybe with the focus has been on well, well if you had one, don't act like you weren't on the sidelines and grabbed one of those off no, the cart. Can, can I just say this? No, and I've said this many times in the past. I can't even think of I'm out there. I'm playing the game of football, man. I'd like a piece of pineapple. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just, just a berry parfait. I mean, honestly, totally, just, totally get me in the right place right now. You know, I used to be out there on the field right now. Somebody give me my mouth guard because I want to bash your face in. Well, or, or you, maybe a steak, just extra raw. I mean, you know just, what I'm saying? I'm I mean, not thinking of consuming food. Consuming no. you, yes. So when you're, when you're in the middle food, of... no. When you're See, in the Dan Campbell of, would love you because you'd right? bite kneecaps instead of, instead of fruit slices. No, I wouldn't. I'd hit him right in the face. No, I wouldn't, Dan. I'd hit him right in the face. Full speed. Unless it's a cut right block. Right in the face. Cut. No, I wouldn't. Backside I'd still hit him block. in the face. So you're saying if you're offset on, you got to go get the end man in line of scrimmage opposite side, right? The closer. You're not look, You're not look, going for the cut. Look, Don't act like okay, that. No, I, I, yeah. I would. You're, you're bringing specific plays up. That's I'm what I'm saying. It's not a lead every play. Right it's now. not a lead. I'm speaking in generalities. <laughs> Bash you in the face. That's what I, Listen, when I did that, I got killed a lot of the time. I got killed. But I bashed you in the face, brah. You were going to remember it, even though Ron might not have. <laughs> Did you call me Ron? What are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, it's football. You're Wolf now. Okay, I mean, I feel right. like, you know, it's exactly. Ron. It I know all Ron the Wolf then. families. Okay. Yes, I know. <laughs> you. I have to call Craig Craig. I, you, know, and I, you know, so it just it happens. Yes. Something tells me walking off the field after two-a-days, five weeks of two-a-days, Wolf and his teammates were not going... Where are the snacks? I was told there'd be snacks. Sorry, is there Cheez-Its? Cheez-Its. Yeah. I'll take pretzel sticks. Where's the snack cart? <laughs> Where's my Evian? All right, we get it. <laughs> Here, here's a hose. Have some water. Exactly. I wish I had some pineapple right now. Fresh rubber from that hose, too. It, it, yeah. it just is a nice flavoring. Hey, Bear Bryant would even let his guys drink water. Joe Paul used to put oats in it Sign and tell weakness. him to wash his face. Wash your face in it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Max, always appreciated, man. All right, what could be la- what could last night? Go shock sleep you? in your car before you go home, please. Okay, don't. It's just a nap. It's just a nap. Okay, <laughs> just go to break, Maloney. Back in a Get little us bit. out of here. Get us out of here.